Hello. Hello. Yeah, so I'm waiting for the music to finish a bit there, but uh, hello, you're listening to the Boring Book Podcast. My name is Boring Bill. Um, it's, uh, the concern has been raised that although the uh, audio quality of the Boring Book Podcast has improved vastly on its previous editions, we have a problem about um, the volume of the podcast. Chief among which, if you're listening to it on a bipod, you tend to have to turn the volume up quite significantly with this podcast in relation to another podcast. Um, uh, this one hopefully has been adjusted to be a bit louder. Uh, I sort of gradually have made the podcast louder over the last four editions or so, but um, there are a number of ways to address this uh, within the iTunes software that you can do automatically. Uh, if you have iTunes open and you go to edit and then preferences, you'll get a number of options. If you go along to the playback tab in preferences, uh, the first three options are crossfade playback, sound enhance and sound check. Make sure sound check is turned on and that will automatically adjust the volume of the the uh, everything in your iTunes library, including podcasts, to a similar level, and that should bring up the Boring Bill podcast to the level of everything else. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can uh, edit the files individually by right-clicking on the uh, podcast you want to uh, change the volume for, and click Get Info. This is still in iTunes. And go along to uh, the the options portion of that, and you've got the sound adjustment, and you can twiddle that until it gets to the sort of area that you'd like. Um, the way that my iTunes library adjusts the point of the podcast is they tend to put it up by about 5 to 10, sometimes even 15 decibels. As a rule, go for about 10 decibels up on what it actually is. This time, I'm going to perform that adjustment myself before the MP3 file goes out. Uh, therefore, allowing for such problems, hopefully this will be okay. But uh, for those previous podcasts, that's what you should do if you're using iTunes. If you're not using iTunes or if you haven't subscribed yet, I would absolutely, hugely, strongly advise that you subscribe because our actual people that are subscribing is extremely low at the moment and those through iTunes uh, is only about five people. Only five people will regularly subscribe to this podcast, which is a shame because obviously um, the more people subscribe, the more likely we are to continue doing it. Um, if there aren't many people listening to it, then there's much less of a motivation to continue doing this podcast, and then they'll have to stop. Um, those that have been subscribing since the very end, it seems we've had a couple of suspensions of the podcast uh, around the time of Podcast 4, and more recently sort of the podcast any time. The first time was due to lack of subscribers, and the second time was due to poorness of microphone. Now we've got a decent microphone, there's more of a motivation to put out more shows, and we have been doing so. Now we've got a decent microphone, but if the subscribers goes down again, we may have to stop doing shows at least for a little while, while the downloading of the previous ones go up. That is the main issue we face, not putting out daily shows. Is that we find that not many people download them because they've got another one to listen to. They don't go back through the catalogue and they sort of ignore shows in between. And then we've done shows that don't actually get listened to, which is a shame. Uh, and that's why we prefer to do them a bit slower. But um, we're going to continue doing it like this and just see how it goes for a little while. Well, that's the admin out of the way. I'm going to slow down the tempo a little bit and uh, talk about cheese. Now, there are so many different types of cheese. Um, phenomenal about and they're all origins different countries. Now, 
rather than talk about the process of making cheese or how individual cheese are made or where they're made, um, I'm just going to talk about or just read out the brands, the types of cheese that you can get um, in the UK and in the United States, the origins from that. We'll start off with the United States. We'll see um, what cheeses they do. Now, apologies if I mispronounce uh, any of the types of cheese that you've got in the US, but um, I'm much more acquainted to British cheeses as opposed to American cheeses. Now, when I'm talking about American cheese, uh, I'm talking about just the list of cheeses that you get in the United States of America, not um, the term American cheese, which is uh, referred to the idea of processed cheese. I'm talking about proper cheeses here. And there aren't that many um, brands of the cheese. I'm talking about the main ones here. The first one is called American cheese, funnily enough. This is an alphabetical. This is talking about processed cheese. It's made from regular cheese, but it has unfermented ingredients and it has you know, salt and food colorings and things that has in it. Uh, it, um, I think, is, is, is absolutely horrible, but it's far more common in the United States than proper cheese that you can even put on your, your crackers on it. It's just sort of a horrible factory written thing. Anyway, after that, we've got baby Swiss cheese, brick cheese, brick cheese. Uh, I'll tell you about that. It's uh, originating from Wisconsin in the United States, which many of the cheeses do because it's. Um, Obviously, as is the cheese state of the, the United States of America. Um, I wonder if you've got any listeners in Wisconsin. This show is probably right up Mill Street. You won't find it more interesting than boring, but uh, there you go. That's quite a mild flavor and gets better than the other. Then we have the uh, uh, Clemson University Blue Cheese. We've got the Colby Cheese. Colby Jack Cheese, known as Kojak. The Cougar Gold Cheese. Cream cheese, dry jack cheese, farmer cheese, uh, Frankenmuth cheese, uh, Framonbolt, Falk cheese, uh, Linden Brax cheese, Longhorn cheese, Maytag blue cheese, uh, Monterey Jack cheese, New York cheddar, Pepperjack cheese, uh, Pinconin cheese, pizza cheese. Uh, Provol cheese, uh, Shaka cheese, Swiss cheese, string cheese, uh, Pelemy cheese, Vermont cheese, and Wisconsin white cheddar. Now that wasn't a huge list, but there is going to be quite a big list coming up from the UK. Now let's talk about cheddar. You heard in the American one there were lots of cheddar cheeses. Now cheddar originates in the UK. I can't stress that more uh, than I have, but I must stress it profusely, Cheddar is actually a place in the UK, and that place is a small village, and it still produces the best cheddar. It's actually quite a tourist attraction, Cheddar Gorge, it's got a big gorge, geographical marvel there, which I've actually visited myself. Uh, lots of people become bored there, but it's absolutely phenomenally interesting place, I suggest you put it into Google and have a look at Cheddar Gorge. Cheddar, the village with Cheddar originated in the United Kingdom. Now, there are two types of cheese. Blue cheese is another. We've got the other cheeses as well. Blue cheese is sort of molded a little bit. You really dark and uh, uh, really good flavour. Uh, so I'll tell you about the blue cheeses first. These are the main ones you get. 
uh, Buxton blue cheese, uh, very, very deep. Devon blue cheese, Dorset blue Vinny cheese, that's very good. Exmoor blue cheese, um, Limswald cheese, although that's no longer made, it's all discontinued, that one, I'm afraid. Oxford blue cheese, Shropshire blue cheese, and Stilton classic blue cheeses there. Many of them have the place name in which they come from. That's a common attribute of cheese. Here you'll find a lot of those. There are county names in the UK at places, counties. Um, uh, they're sort of like miniature states. They're not really states because they're extremely, extremely small. Uh, I think each each um, county is probably a bit larger than the geographical size of a city, but the majority of counties have just villages and towns in them. Those that are uh, cities tend to be counties in their own right, or they are in other counties. Like Liverpool, for example, is in the Merseyside County. London is pretty much its own county, but it's not called a county. It's very complicated, the local government systems in the UK. Maybe that's a future show. Local government systems in the United Kingdom, I think that'd be absolutely riveting. So, other cheeses in... Uh, the UK. Bonchester cheese, uh, Catholic cheese, Carbock cheese, that's uh, the Scottish cheese with a sort of oatmeal style coating, let's say. A Safrilli cheese, cheddar cheese, of course, and uh, aside from cheddar, there's West Country Farmhouse cheddar. Cheshire cheese, a Chevington cheese, Cornish Yarg cheese, Cotswold cheese, um, uh, Crowdye cheese, Derby cheese, Double Gloucester cheese, Dawson cheese, Domedale cheese, Dunlop cheese, that's another Scottish one, uh, Farmhouse Labodre, uh, Huntsman cheese, which is a mixture of Double Gloucester and Stilton, Melchester uh, cheese, Lancashire cheese, uh, of course there's a spin-off from that, which is a, a Beaconfell traditional Lancashire cheese, Leicester cheese, Coarse Lincolnshire poacher cheese, red devil cheese, fantastic that one. Red Leicester cheese, absolutely classic with the uh, white skin. The uh, red Windsor cheese as well. The Sage Derby cheese, single Gloucester cheese, it's sort of like double Gloucester but single. Uh, stinking Bishop's cheese, very good that one. Uh, Swaldale cheese, uh, Trivadale cheese, Waterloo cheese. Wednesdaydale cheese, Wallace and Hoyt fans will know about Wednesdaydale cheese, and white Stilton cheese. Let's uh, talk, if you will, uh, that stinking Bishop's cheese is sort of a gourmet cheese. That hasn't been going around long, since about uh, 1972, I believe. It's made by the Teddington Cheese Company, which is uh, in Dark, England. It's sort of in Gloucester, Gloucestershire. Um, it's made from milk that comes from a Gloucestershire castle. It's sort of a white, yellowy, uh, beige cheese. It's very, very soft, creamy. It's not really hard at all. Um, it uh, it was also um, brought to the international attention in uh, the recent uh, Watson Gromit film in 2005, The Watson Gromit Curse of the Weir of it. It was uh, used to revive Wallace from the Dead in that film. So it uh, has had a claim to fame. It uh, is very, very strong. The cheese, very strong. Um, hence the name, uh, Stinking Bishop. 
it uh, is supposed to be a mixture of sort of unwashed socks and wet towels on top, but uh, it is quite popular in the UK. It's a special delicacy, if you like. Uh, cheddar cheese is the most traditional cheese, I suppose. Uh, you can uh, find them everywhere, but the real proper cheddar cheese is um, made in the village of Cheddar, like I said, which is in Somerset. Uh, let's tell you about uh, Cheddar. So it's a village in Sedgemore, Somerset, England. Uh, it's situated in the Mendip Hills as well, which is sort of um, very close to Wells, the city of Wells, one of the smallest cities in the UK, if not the smallest. That's also got the Bishop of uh, Wells Cathedral. Yeah, so um, it has Cheddar Gorge there as well, which is the largest gorge in the UK. Uh, I tell a lie, it's the largest gorge in England, I think the much larger ones in Scotland, obviously. Um, it's not quite touristy now, but uh, it had quite a serious traffic accident a couple of years ago, and it uh, it had to be repaired, so that's uh, something that occurred in the news in the UK then. Well, I, I don't think, I could go through every single make of cheese in the whole of the world, but my knowledge on that is a bit sparse compared to my knowledge of the UK cheeses. But, I mean, there is uh, a lot of delicatessens that will sell cheeses in the UK, shops that sell cheese in a lot of villages, and kind of have to go very far to find one. And it uh, is very strong, sort of a mixture of all the different types of cheeses. Very, very, very strong. You have to be quite strong-willed to go into that. And that's always quite a strange uh, mixture between the sort of a mixture between the cultures of um, not mixture, sort of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of a, it highlights the opposites in the culture of. Um, the layout of the United Kingdom and the United States, the fact that even in the middle of the countryside in the UK, you don't really have to go very far at all to, to find a village shop or to find anything, or find a post office or anything. But in the United States, if you're in the middle, you've got such vast opens of sort of desert and wasteland that you sometimes have to travel quite far to get anywhere, or even if you are somewhere, it takes quite a long time to get anywhere else. I mean, in the UK, maximum of eight hours will get you from all over the country, and yet it's, it's fairly compact, there's very a lot here. Whereas in the US, it's far more spread out. Um, very strange, I mean, if you wanted to find a cheese shop in the UK, you could probably find one in under an hour, depending on wherever you were in the entire of the UK. To do that in the United States would be probably far more difficult uh, in, from, from unless you're in the cities, in them, getting from one area to the other in an hour. proves quite difficult. Um, it's a rather strange mixture of the cultures. Very different political system as well, which are probably, possibly, is another topic for a show. Well, we've recorded about 15 minutes here. I appreciate that most of it was a sort of admin about the uh, sound. And uh, I, again, I realise how many shows we seem to be pumping out at the seems to be quite impressive and quite a lot. Um, and I always stress that this sort of severity here and the intensity of show production is uh, definitely not going to continue, unfortunately, due to time pressures on all sides. But I also appreciate that uh, this show about cheese has not been possibly as good as some of the other shows. When I say good, I mean, 
good when I'm referring to good talks about the speed in which I'm talking and the quality of the production and the uh, amount of which is effective in which we're setting out to be boring. So, um, well, I don't know, I don't know if we help well you do that, but uh, again, you're going to need to send your uh, suggestions for shows or questions to me, or even if you want to send your own audio comment to us that uh, we can play in the show if you say what you think or uh, speaking about your experience of the podcast or whatever to send it in a .wav file .mp3 file whatever, something that we can insert there you speaking uh, and then you can tell all the other four subscribers regular downloaders of the podcast what you think of the podcast feel free to email me as well Podcast at gmail.com about your comments or anything you want to email me about. Very happy to receive those and I'll reply to them whenever I get them, whenever I have the opportunity. Uh, I find that as well the time difference between the US and the UK is quite convenient when it comes to email replying. The time at which I took my emails in connection when the uh, Americans tend to send them is quite convenient, so I tend to get them bashed out very quickly, but it depends on the situation, it depends on the um, well, period of time of day or whatever. Hopefully the last few shows have inspired you to go make a cup of tea and go paint your front room, uh, listen to some music that's very slow and uh, go eat some cheese and uh, go get a train somewhere. And uh, it's quite shocking or in disbelief that uh, we're in fact at uh, show 17, I think this is. I mean, it's difficult to consider a show 17 because a few of the earlier shows were very short ones. Uh, introduction shows or temporary goodbye shows or whatever. And there's one in the middle which is completely inaudible and it's a shame that we're still putting it out, but we have to sort of leave it there. The title of it is Don't Download This, so hopefully people won't put to keep a consecutive uniform. Look at the feed. Uh, you sort of leave number eight in there. And of course, one thing that we are managing to do that some podcasts you find don't is uh, when you're using iTunes or whatever or any other aggregator, aggregator being the podcast catching, podcast receiving software, um, we have all of our shows available on it, you know, through iTunes. You could subscribe all the way from 17 to number one, you could download them all quite easily, whereas some podcasts have to archive theirs and we should be able to keep continuing to do that. Um, you know, all the shows available there, provided we don't have over a thousand shows, which will uh, screw up that system. But uh, uh, I can't stress enough how much I want the subscriber rate to come up on this podcast. Really do. So tell anyone that you think might do better from this podcast. If you have any forums or anything or any other websites that you think should be informed about my either podcasting is generally the principle of it and how to use it. We'll also direct them to this podcast because I would really like to see the circulation figures rise. It becomes even more difficult to, to provide the motivation to continue putting out shows at this rate when not many people are listening to them and receiving emails from people is important and it's something that I welcome with open arms and, and uh, helps the podcast to go on. The email address is podcast at gmail.com. It's a bit cheeky of me really to call this show. Uh, let's talk about cheeses. Well, there's sort of a bit in the middle of the show about Jesus at the start was some admin about the podcast. At the end, was sort of begging for subscribers about the podcast. 
but then podcast app and it's, it's something that's actually quite boring uh, my plea for subscribers always seems to happen at the end of the podcaster the irony is if the podcast has worked then people are more likely to be encouraged to pass it on if it hasn't worked they're not going to be likely to do it but then the nature of this podcast means if it has worked then they're likely to be too drowsy to take it or, or uh, asleep even possibly not noticing the plea for subscribers I'm tempted to shout down the microphone but I'm not going to oh my goodness me then we have 20 minute recording now this is another quite long mp3 file this show seems to get slowly longer and longer I honestly don't think that's going to continue for much longer Ramble on, I'm actually going to finish the show this time rather than uh, ramble on significantly longer let's finish with the uh um, catchphrase, I suppose it's not a catchphrase because it's not very interesting, but uh, actually there is something else I'd like to say if any of you out there uh, want to make a jingle for the show or anything like that that we could put at the start of the show rather than the current music we have or if people like the current music we have at the start of the show as an introduction send your comments about that or ideas or audio comments, anything, send whatever you like as long as it's not junk or spam because it gets filtered out by Google it has a very fastidious spam filter actually, and I apologise if some of you must haven't got through. Just try making sure that you meet the Google spam rules. Email address is boyandbillpodcast at gr.com. I absolutely am going to click the stop recording button this time, so let's get ready to say the final few words. This has been the Boring Bill Podcast. My name is Boring Bill. <laughs>